1: It's Wake Up Wyoming. It's a Thursday, and I swear to you, I can see the weekend from here. Today's show is sponsored by Do-It-Yourself Pet Taxidermy Kit. You'll never have to say goodbye to Mr. Sprinkles again. And you can pose him any way you want. Hey, at 8.06 this morning, if all goes well, Governor Gordon will be on the line. There's some things he wanted to talk to us about, which, of course, we're in the legislative session. Some bills have gone through already and there's been a few line item vetoes stuff like that so we'll talk about some of those things If all goes well, about 8.06 this morning. Trigger warning.
2: Warning. This show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. This flavor
3: does not report every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San
1: Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move. You yes. see, good old Dashon yeah, having heads up. Calm. Oh, okay. Yeah, what you're talking about, uh Jim. Jim is online, of course. Actually, Jim's a little bit late. Usually, I get notes from him before I even get on the air. Uh, Jim, that's the first thing I'm going to talk about. Okay, so yesterday, after I got a bunch of stuff done, I get home, and the first thing I find out is, oh, Mitch McConnell, who's head of the Republican Party in the Senate, and is the longest serving, not just Republican in the Senate, but longest serving as majority or minority leader, leader of his party. He's been around for a very long time. And that's one of the things, like the guy or not, don't care. That's one of the things that I can't stand is watching someone in government that long. But okay. He's decided he's going to, first off, step back from his leadership position with the Republican Party. Currently now, which is minority leader. He has been majority leader. He's been president of the Senate. You know, so he would step back. So who is in line to replace him. Well, there's quite a few. Among them, Senator John Barrasso, Wyoming, who's considered to be third in line. Those dudes in line are uh, Senator John Thune, Republican South Dakota, Senator uh, Johnny Ernest, or Joni or Johnny Ernest, Republican Iowa, and, of course, John Barrasso, Republican Wyoming. So Thune is Republican whip. Ernest, the state Republican committee chair. Barrasso is the Senate Republican conference chairman. Now, there are some other names that are floating around out there, but those are the top three right now. Senator Mike Lee, who is a Republican of Utah, said, well, he expects uh, Corin Orthun to run for the position. He's not sure if Barrasso is even interested in trying to run for the position. Last thing Senator Barrasso said on this, he is focused right now on the November elections for president and control of both the House and the Senate. So that's what he wants to work on and not so interested in Mitch McConnell's position. Now, I did send – I I have have his number, so I sent a text message to Senator Barrasso yesterday. And usually – I hear back with him You know, within the day. He's a busy guy. So I hear back with him within the day. I didn't get anything yesterday from him at all. We'll see if I do today. Ms. Mary put a note out to his office. You want to come on and talk about this? We'll see. It might not be the time that he wants to talk about it since it's just now developing. So Mitch McConnell is not out of the Senate yet. My understanding is he would run for reelection at the end of this year, but probably is deciding not to. So he'll step out of his leadership role, but stay as a senator for his state, which I believe is Kentucky. And then at the end of his term, I think he's done. He's out of there. So, all right. Uh, Now we just got to see exactly how this works. There was some talk as I watched the media talking about this yesterday. I watched some uh, conversation about who Donald Trump would endorse and whether that mattered or not and i don't know if that matters or not i'm sure trump will mention somebody that he would like but i'm not sure if this matters to this process or not and some people said don't even pick someone until we get to after the presidential elections to find out who should be there Well, that's okay that's all behind the scenes politicking we'll see how that works out so just a quick history see Barassa was sworn into the united states senate way back in 2007 he first represented the people of Neutrona County in the Wyoming Senate from 2023 to 2007. And then, of course, we lost our senator, and so we needed a replacement. And so his name was put up, and he got the job. In November 2018, Barassa was re-elected with 67% of the vote. And here's one of those love him or hate him kind of thing. doesn't matter. When it comes time for reelection. Barrasso barely has to run a campaign. He normally gets 60-some percent of the vote. doesn't matter. And I've met a lot of people over the years that have wanted and tried running against him, but they never seem to get any traction, and he always gets 60-some percent of the vote. So no matter what you think of him, that's what happens in the state of Wyoming. He was also a doctor, spent 24 years as an orthopedic surgeon, served as president of the Wyoming Medical Society, and named at one point Wyoming Physician of the Year. So, all right, there's where we are right now. And we just sit and wait at this point to find out what's going to happen. And I have no idea how long this process will take to find out. I am in the camp so far of those who say probably not going to be Barrasso. I know he's third in line and all of that. And I know every time you turn on a television and there's Mitch McConnell, Barrasso's standing right next to him. So a lot of people would think, oh, he's going to go for this position. He may not actually be interested in it. I don't know. He is in a position, again, about third in line. So he's in a good position for it, which is why people are looking at him, wondering. But he has to step up. Barrasso has to step up and decide that he wants to run for this position to be majority leader. And so far, nobody really any, sees any sign that he wants to do that. Now, that's a lot of speculation at this point. So we'll just sit back and wait to see what happens with the whole thing. Morning, Rianne. Rianne, for danger, people like McConnell and Nancy Poo need to all retire. Just finish their years out with their families. It's so sad to see Feinstein in her condition before passing. What I got me was Feinstein was so bad. She was in a wheelchair. She And I hate to say this, it's horrible to say, but it's true. She already looked like she was dead. No, she really did. And they would wheel her out for a vote because they needed her vote. And then they would say, well, Senator Feinstein votes this way because she wasn't able to really speak for herself. That's how bad this can get sometimes. So, yeah, there's a whole lot of people. Look, I know people who are in their 80s. And they are uh, strong, vibrant. They think they haven't lost their mental capabilities. I really do think it's a matter of a cognitive test. On that note, real quick, since I mentioned that. Let's see. Let's head on down because the president, here we go, is going in for his annual physical exam. White House. Biden gets annual physical exam, but no cognitive test. I told you about that was going to come up. Well, here we go. Uh, President Joe Biden, 81 years old, did not receive a cognitive test during his Wednesday annual physical examination. The revelation is the first time the White House has disclosed that Biden underwent a cognitive test. Oh, wait a second here. Let's see if I can play it. Because here again is the White House spokeswoman who just stands here and lies, and she's not even good at it. I haven't previewed this yet. But... The president, take
4: a mental fitness or cognitive test during his physical
1: this morning. So
4: let me just say I did see Dr. O'Connor. Uh, in, he, he stopped by my office earlier today uh, after the President completed his physical uh, this morning, as you all know. Uh, he was happy with how everything went. And as soon as he uh, uh, finishes completing the memo, uh, it will be a robust, comprehensive memo. We will certainly share that with all of you, as we have done in the last two years. And uh, look, you saw the President return to work. He took some of your questions uh, not too long ago, and you saw he's going to continue to uh, to fight for the American people in this particular yeah, okay. instance he was talking about fighting fighting no, crime n-
1: not so answering, answering notice she's changing the subject as it here
4: to, uh, you were asking me about a cognitive test, yes,
1: go for it
4: as it relates to that look um. You know, the president doesn't need a cognitive test. That uh, is not my right. assessment. Uh-huh, that is not my true. assessment. That is the assessment of the president's doctor. Uh-huh. Uh, that is also the assessment of the neurologist, uh, who has also made that assessment as well. And, you know...
1: So, yeah, okay, you get the idea. This went on and on like this. And I, I would play the rest of it, but I'm sure you're already about to throw up all over your
0: breakfast.
5: And on the third day, God created the Remington Bull Action Rifle
6: so that man could fight the dinosaurs.
0: Hey, Guts up the 988 Woods or chat with Glenn on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app from K2 Radio.
1: 624 is the time to wake up Wyoming. All right. So, again, the governor, if all goes well, will be on at 8.06 this morning to talk about the legislative process so far. One thing I'm going to ask him about is property tax reform because. Again, what I thought was an interesting bill, the one that would have eliminated most Wyoming property tax, is done. Unless somebody finds a way to revive it, it's pretty much just done. Okay. So what do we have left here? Well, all right. Story I have in front of me here. This is Wildfile. The Wyoming legislature has less than two weeks to decide how to address its uh, non-budget priorities, residential property taxes. As home values have soared, the story says, for much of the state in recent years, so to a property taxes, and it explains all of that. Uh, picking up where they left off last year, lawmakers filed 20 property tax relief bills this session. Just seven remain in play. More than half of which would create various homeowner exemptions. Even though the herd has trimmed down considerably, concerns, the story says, have emerged that the legislators have yet to narrow their focus through this long session here. That's particularly true in the House, where lawmakers voted to send six property tax bills over to the Senate for deliberation this week. Now, they don't have much time. It's actually less than two weeks to get this done. There is some discussion, at least a little bit, about having a special session in order to get to this. We'll see what happens there. Special sessions are unusual, but they do happen. Quote, there's still a lot of bills alive at this point, according to representatives Liv Storer, Democrat Jackson. And she said at a press event this week... If you add them all up, we would lose a lot of revenue. Now, here's where I always, and she says, you know, for a local government and schools, I keep saying, no, you won't. Here's what I mean by that. We had property taxes at a pretty good rate in Wyoming compared to other states. Then, as you know, because of people moving in and buying up the properties, you know the whole story. They started to artificially go way too high. So if we return them, these tax property taxes, to what they were before that bubble happened, then all your local governments here, the, the county government, should be fine. Or maybe they just got used to the idea of all of this extra money rolling in, and they look at it as a loss. Well, I don't look at putting the, where the property taxes were before the bubble as a loss. I look at it more of a, as a reset. And we will have plenty of money left over for schools and things like that, the money that we were dealing with before. So I never did buy that argument. The story says the amount of bills left on the table isn't just a concern for House Democrats. Here's a quote. As these different tax relief and reform bills start accumulating, it just seems that there's a great chance that some of them may conflict with in some way. That's according to Art Washout, a Republican at Casper. He said, uh, could somebody potentially get relief from more than one of these bills at the same time? What would be the cumulative effect? In other words, they have a lot to discuss in this thing. So there's seven bills. That's what I was wondering yesterday when we were talking about this. What is left? Seven bills left. Let's see if they're managing to get any of them through and if any of them is actually – going to provide the relief that people are asking for a lot of them a lot of the suggestions offer temporary relief and don't really solve the whole problem morning id john id john is over there in Grand canyon did you know that someone sir, who killed the property tax bill is employed by l c who will get most of the income from property taxes can you say conflict of interest no eh, okay i would like that bill that would get rid of the property tax in lieu of a sales tax to have another chance it won't happen this session but i think it's the the basis of it i think is a really good idea we just got to work out some details but all right there's where we're at right now we'll see what they come up with or if they have to have a special session to do this last time around that last year during the legislative session a bunch of bills were offered up and nothing came of it This time, I would like to see something good come of it. Just pick a good one and go with it. Coming up on 630, local news coming away right after local news update on your weather forecast. You and I get back into it again. Oh, Senate votes to defund University of Wyoming diversity office and gender studies. The House tried to. The Senate's doing it now. We'll talk about that next. Wake up, Wyoming.
0: So many opinions, we had to build the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app to hold them all. Free download from AM 1030, K2 Radio. 6.36
1: to the time, all right. Here we go. This happened in the House of Representatives. Now it's happening in the Senate. It, I think, died in the House of Representatives. But the Senate is now taking a look at it. As I read this story, I have to be careful because it's coming from Wyoming public media. And you know how, of course, biased that story can be. Senate votes to defund University of Wyoming diversity, office, and gender studies courses. Now they add, but the fight is not over. Well, they have to put that bit of hope in there for those people who still want that thing. So it reads, Wyoming Senate voted to defund gender studies at the University of Wyoming. If that amendment survives the state budgeting process, it could make big changes for gender and women's studies at UW. Now, my thought here, first off, this is the way I think a college, before I read the rest of this, the way I think a college should run. So someone proposed the idea of gender and women's studies fine go ahead and set up the class now does anybody show up to take the course and if the answer is well yeah but only two people showed up that's not enough see students pay for the course so you have to have enough students in there to make the course profitable if not many people or nobody shows up well then shut it down It's not doing anything. Nobody's really interested. We should not have to take money from the Wyoming taxpayer to pay for something like that. It should be able to support itself through students taking the course. But reading on. Immediately following the vote to defund gender studies, the Senate also voted to defund the UW's Office of Diversity, Equity and Inclusion. All right. That's something I've been – I'm so happy to see this personally because I've been advocating for that for a long time. As you know, I'm a tightwad with the taxpayer money. University of Wyoming and other universities around the country went for a very long time without a DEI office. And the idea that, well, what, what what do disenfranchised people do? Where do they go? That used to be handled just fine. In other ways, we didn't need an office of it. And oftentimes, these DEI offices are the cause of the problem. For example, one senator during the course of this discussion I think it was kill Case out of um, Neutrona County he argued that look, um, he went to Harvard University. And at Harvard University, it was at the time a very good school to go to. But today, because of their DEI office, it's horrible there. It, I mean, it, they the office created a problem where there wasn't one. So shut it down. All right. Story says in the coming days lawmakers will have to hammer out the differences between the Senate's budget bill, which includes both amendments, and the House budget bill, which includes neither. Because like I said, the thing died in the House. All right. Then the University of Well, I'm sorry. The um. Wyoming public media story goes into the rest of the article where they basically try to defend the idea of keeping these classes open and the offices open, which I look at and think, no, DEI is divisive. It does the opposite of what's intended to do. And I forget the number right now. I remember one time reading – how much it costs for that office. And it was, I, I, if i remember remembering it right, it was like in the hundreds of thousands of dollars, or whatever, which is just not needed. So save that money, just cut it out. And let's go back and do what we did before. If anybody does run into any problem, if they're, they feel like they're a marginalized person and they run into any kind of problem, there's people that they can go to like we used to to solve those issues. We don't need a specific office for it. Just because all these other universities around America are doing it doesn't mean wyoming needs to do it this also gets back to as far as the classes go if not enough people are showing up to take the classes then cut the classes you shouldn't have to dump money into keeping these classes going if not a lot of people are showing up for it so just cut it i would also like to see uw just focus like and it's actually very good at this i did have a gentleman who went to uw and and works there call the program and point out That UW does offer some very good degrees and some subjects that will earn a good living for students. So it's a university worth going to. There's just a lot of extra garbage that I would like to see disappear. Also, last I looked, it was like $407 million that they wanted to send to the University of Wyoming. And as far as I'm concerned, that's something we need to get rid of. The University of Wyoming should be self-sufficient that shouldn't have to get all of this money from the taxpayers to keep it running. It's not like a public school. People pay tuition to go there.
0: It's Wake Up Wyoming. You either buckle down and do your work or you'll end up at McDonald's. We going to McDonald's if I don't do my work? (laughs) No. Hard work. work.
7: Hard work. That's what. Listen
0: to Glenwoods anywhere you roam with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Hey. Hey hey hey. hey, hey, hey. hey, hey, now. 6.48 of the time. Hey.
1: Off we go to the icebox. Frank Gambino is waiting by. Okay, so happy Leap Day. Today is Thursday. Yeah, that is day. Yeah, it's officially Leap Day. And, of course, I right away found a bunch of really bad Leap Day jokes, which only can be told once every four years.
8: <laughs> thank God.
1: Yeah, thank God. Okay, okay. Uh, trying to figure out why 2024 is longer than 2023 and nothing leaps to mind. See how bad these are? that's oh. okay. Uh, is leap... it going to be like this all day? No, 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 no. Just this once, and I think maybe there's one good joke in this <laughs> lot. Since a leap year is 366 days, then is a year with 365 days a light year? Oh. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, I'm going to skip the next one because it's really that bad. Okay. Is a frog born on February 29th a leapfrog? Yes. Okay, see? All right. And don't jump to conclusions on leap day. Uh. And okay. Yo mama's so old, she lived through the first leap year. The first one. Oh. Yes. See, that's not bad. Okay. That's okay. That almost doesn't suck. <laughs> uh, and leap day is the perfect day to listen to hip hop. And why would that be? Uh, hip-hop music, leap day, hippie. Uh, okay. uh, I don't now, think any day is now, good to listen to hip-hop. My niece got married. My sister told me. Uh, she said they got married on l- today, 29th. Did they really? Yes, in which case I I said, you know, th- this is really brilliant because he only has to remember the anniversary. Well, every four, four
8: years. years, yeah.
1: That's great. No, Although why,
8: he, why would you get married on the 29th?
1: I don't know.
8: I, mean, I, I don't get
1: it. Yeah, um, it saves money. No. <laughs> you
8: got to pay no matter what.
1: Well, no, no. You don't have to. If you only celebrate your anniversary every four years, that saves a lot of flowers and going out to dinner. Guess what? Yeah. That guy's going to pay for it either on the 28th or the 1st. Okay. Now try this. Make an appointment with a friend today to meet for the next leap year, which is four years from now. And I bet both of you forget it. Yes. Yes, (laughs) I'll I'll give give you that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that's all I had, Frank. All right. Well, that's fine. There were other Leap Day jokes, but they were so bad. I'm like, I'm not even going to torture people like this. So I'm not even going to do it. So now we have those out of the way. Now
8: let's proceed with
1: Leap Day. Yes. In... In four years, I'll see if I remember to tell those jokes again because you would have forgotten them. So goodbye. Like. All right, Leap
8: Day is busy in high school sports. First of all, in basketball, the 4A East Regional Tournament begins in Sheridan this morning. Uh, Cheyenne Central comes in at 15 and seven. They'll play Thunder Basin at 9 a.m. Cheyenne South at four and seventeen will take on Campbell County at 10:30. Cheyenne East at 21 and two will meet Natrona, and Natrona comes in at five and sixteen at 3:30, and then Sheridan will play. Laramie at 530 and Laramie comes in at 12 and 8. In the 4A West Regional, Kelly Walsh at 10 and 12 will meet Green River at 430. In the 3A East Girls Regional, Glenrock at 5 and 12 will take on Torrington at 9 this morning. These regionals, by the way, are a double elimination. Now for the boys in the 4A East in Sheridan, Cheyenne Central plays at noon and they're 20 and 2. They'll take on Campbell County. The Trona at 15 and 6 will take on Cheyenne East at 17 and 6 at 1 30 up in Sheridan. Uh, Sheridan, the home team plays Cheyenne South, and South has not won a game yet. They're 0-21. That's at 6-30. And then at 8 p.m., Laramie at 17-3 and 3 will take on Thunder Basin. The 4A West Regional over in Green River, Kelly Wallace at 7-15 will play Star Valley at noon. And the 3A East Regional, Glen Rock at 6-11 will take on Rollins at noon. The State 1A and 2A High School Basketball Tournament begins this morning at the Ford Center in Casper and Casper College. The 1A games today will be at the Ford Center. And on the girls side, starting at 9 this morning, Burlington at 22 and 6 will take on Rock River at 9 a.m. Rock River is 15 and 6. Upton at 22 and 2 they are the defending state champions. will meet the Riverside uh, at 10.30. Riverside is 13 and 13. Southeast at 17 and 7 will play Lusk at, who comes in a, 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 excuse me, Little Snake River at 17 and 8 at 4.30. And then Cokeville who is 21 and 1 will play Hewlett at 6 p.m. In the 1A boys bracket also at the, uh, the Ford Center Saratoga at 14 and 10 plays Saratoga at 17 and 4, plays Southeast at 14 and 10 at noon. Cokeville comes in at 20 and 2, and they will play KC at 1 30 this afternoon. KC is 9 and 16. Farson at 14 and 9 will play Guernsey at 11 and 11. they will be at 7 30. And then Upton at 24 and 1 will take on Batiti at 14 and 9. That will be at the late game at 9 p.m. The 2A games will be at Casper College on the girls' side. Camera at 10 and 13 will take on Pine Bluffs at 14 and 12. That'll be at 9 this morning at 10 30 30, it'll be Tongue River against Rocky Mountain. Tongue River is 21-3. Rocky Mountain, 16-10. At 4.30, Lingle Fort Laramie will take on Wind River. And Lingle Fort Laramie is 20-5. Wind River, 16-9. and 9. Burns at 11-15 and 15 will take on Wyoming Indian at 6 p.m. at 22-2. and 2. On the two-way side, Tongue River and Burlington at noon. Wyoming Indian will take on Pine Bluffs at 30. Grable will meet Lusk at 7.30. And Wright will take on Kemmerer at 9 p.m. And that'll be the first round. The semifinal round will be tomorrow. And the championship matches will be on Saturday. Well, wow, this
1: is going to be a busy weekend. Yeah, here.
8: so all yeah, all over the place. Yep, Plus, okay. state high school indoor track in Gillette. Okay. Plus, in uh, uh um, the alpine skiing in Jackson. So there's is money. anybody
1: going to be at home this weekend? Probably not. Probably not. No. No. Except maybe me. That's everybody else is going to be out doing something. You just su- no wait 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 bowling Saturday. Yes, yeah, I, I, we do have that. You don't? Uh, I'm going I may have to go to Gillette. No, okay. I want. I want you to bowl with both hands. I, you know, I, that's probably the only way I know how to anymore. Sweet. Let's wake up, my own.
9: Today.
1: Six of time, it's Wake Up Wyoming. It's a Thursday. I swear I can see the weekend from here. Today's show is sponsored by Do-It-Yourself Pet Taxidermy Kit. You'll never have to say goodbye to Mr. Sprinkles again. I would even add some sound effects in there so Mr. Sprinkles will continue to meow when I walk into the room. So, okay. I, I just want to finish up a couple of things I was doing last hour because some of the comments I got off the Wake Up Wyoming app, which, by the way... You don't have to call the show to leave a comment. You can if you want at 888-97-Woods. But these are people who are texting me using the Wake Up Wyoming app, which you can do too. Go to your app store, type in Wake Up Wyoming, download it. It's free. There's a lot of things it does. And then there's the chat option, which while I'm on the air, I just touch chat. Send me a text message, and I answer back. I type back. I talk back. You know, either way. But it's just another way to communicate. So for those just joining... In Cheyenne, at first the House of Representatives tried passing a bill that would defund at the University of Wyoming the classes on uh, gender studies and so on. But also another part of the bill would defund the Office of Diversity, Equity and Inclusion, which I've been advocating for for a long time. Just get rid of it. So that failed in the House, but the Senate picked it up, and it has moved through the Senate, which means it still has a chance. We would save a whole bunch of money and a lot of grief on this. Now, I've made the argument that as far as classes go, like gender studies classes, go ahead, start the class. Go ahead, set it up. But if not enough people sign up for the class, and that's tuition money, right, then it would operate at a loss. Therefore, close it down. Now, one of the answers I got on that is, Jim and Casper, I doubt the engineering department tuition pays for the College of Engineering. So even though I don't agree with the gender crap, we need to be careful when saying that they shouldn't support itself. It opens a can of worms. Now, I understand what you're saying, Jim. My thought, though, is that the university doesn't just make money through tuition. The university also makes money through sports, like football brings in a lot. But also between uh, federal government and private sector, there are times that universities are used to do certain studies or participate in a program. NASA sometimes needs some young, brilliant people to help out on a space project. And so they'll hire a university to help out. So this is where the university makes extra money. And that includes the engineering department. So I think they can make up on that. Uh, the next part, as I, I am writing in Evansville, the DEI, Department of Equity and Inclusion, requires some federal grants to the UW and municipalities. Kill that and lose the grants. That's my big worry. And my answer is, well, then kill it. In my opinion, when I look at uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion on University campi, and also in businesses around the country. It's not solving problems. It's creating those problems. These offices are toxic. This is what I see. So close them down. And I would close them down no matter what grant money. I hate it when government, federal government especially, federal government doesn't have the money to give out those grants. They, They really don't. So they show up offering all of this money, which they don't have, and you can you can get this money but you got to do this my answer would be then i don't want the money because i'm not doing that that's one of the ways that the federal government controls waving huge amounts of cash that they don't have by the way under our noses and people look at that and they start to salivate i'll do whatever just give me the money don't do that don't go down that road All right, so that's where we are now. We'll see. It's gone through the Senate, but the House does it now now that it has it, or we'll be getting it for a second time. Now, by the way, 8 o'clock, 8.06, if all goes well, Governor Gordon's going to be on the program. He wants just to get us up to date on the Wyoming session from his point of view. All right. So we'll talk to him for a little bit and just to kind of update us. All right. Wyoming homes, as long as I'm talking about schools here, let's go to Wyoming homeschools. From Cowboy State Daily, Wyoming homeschool parents blast the plan to give money to private schools. A bill that would give many Wyoming parents money for their children to have private education receive pushback from homeschool parents at the Senate Education Committee on Wednesday. The parents' greatest concern for House Bill 166 is that it would set in motion a slippery slope of government regulations over homeschool education in Wyoming. So the Cheyenne homeschool parent, Lizzie Sears, argued that public money always equates to public education. There again, what they're worried about is, you can have this money, here's the money, but in order to have this money, you have to do the following. They're afraid of the strings attached. Quote, there are many who seek to put further stipulations and oversight on these funds, she said. I, for one, don't wish to enter such an agreement with the government. So, in other words, uh, homeschool parents, Aaron, I cannot pronounce that last name. Let me see. How many letters? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. It's a name with 12 letters in it. I'm not even going to try. Said that although she would personally benefit from the bill, she opposes it because it would lead to future legislation. That would harm the fabric of homeschool education. Quote, history tells us the more popular something becomes, the more regulated it gets to. So here it is. House Bill 166. Would not place any Wyoming homeschoolers under the state's purview if parents elected to not participate in education savings accounts the way the proposed program works is that families with an income level of up to four hundred percent of the federal poverty level can qualify for a thousand to five thousand to put toward their the cost of, of private education. So my thought is and it looks to me like this is what they're doing, but so you wanna go ahead and do a private school thing, a home school thing, whatever you want to do. And so would you like to take the money or not? Yes, if you take the money, there's probably some strings attached. But if you don't, well, then not. Your call is the way I do it. My sister, my grandson learned to say applesauce last night. But it sounds like, oh, it sounds like he's saying a bad word. (laughs) I'm liking this kid more and more all the time. Uh, could you record that and send it to me? I'd really like that. My sister, no, she, now, sister dear, since you homeschooled in Florida, was this the thing? I don't think you had any state funds for homeschooling, did you? It sounded to me like you just, uh, did it on your own funds. Is that the case? Okay, so homeschool parents can choose to participate in the program. If they do so, they have their children participate in annual state testing to make sure. So, one of the Arguments against the idea of homeschooling or private schooling is, well, there's got to be some kind of standard. And what the state is saying, yes, there has to be some kind of standard. How you teach your kid is your business, but you have to at least reach the following testing standards, however you decide to do that. So let me see. Um, quote, we need to find some means of testing so they don't fall behind or a year or two back from the public school system said, Ken Clausen, Republican of Gillette, the bill sponsored, we need to make sure funds are being used in the right way. So, okay, this is the discussion going on right now, and I'm in favor of the discussion because I am uh, a big advocate of parental choice when it comes to where you're going to send your kids to school. I, you know, entirely up to you as to what kind, if you think the public school in your area is the way to go, go there. If you think that it's a lousy school and you want to do something else, do that too. That choice should always be up to the parents, not up to the state. Let's wake up, Wyoming. For
3: I am a sinner in the hands of an angry God. Bloody Mary, full of vodka, blessed are you among cocktails. Pray for me now and at the hour of my death, which I hope is soon.
0: Amen. Yep, there you have it. A new level of crazy, and you heard it here first. Honestly, he's just happy to be here. Catch Glenn Woods on Wake Up Wyoming weekdays at 6 on air on Alexa and on the Wake Up Wyoming app.
1: 721 is the time. It's wake up Wyoming. So, okay, my sister answered on homeschooling, which she did in Florida, because that's the debate here in Wyoming right now. Homeschoolers and private schoolers don't want to have to take any kind of money from the state because it comes with strings attached. And I seem to remember my sister homeschooling but not taking any state money from Florida. She said, everything just kind of popped up here. Let me scroll back down. Here we go. Right, we had no funds, she says, but they're available, but then you get regulated. I never wanted to be part of a mandatory testing. Okay, so, okay. Um, (laughs) Okay, Greg from Cheyenne. Glenn, I just about spit out my coffee when audio off the rep played with his concerns about the homeschoolers need to be tested to ensure that they are keeping up with public school kids. Yeah, I understand. Well, look, the reason that's funny to some people, and I understand this is, the reason people will take their kids out of public school is because the public schools aren't doing all that well. And homeschool kids, as my sister will attest to, tend to do a whole lot better than most public school kids. In fact, I remember a time when prestigious colleges and universities didn't even want to talk to homeschool kids because they thought, well, obviously these kids are substandard. Then they found out that homeschool kids do a lot better than public school kids. And so they start seeking them out. Changed everybody's tune on that. By the way, Greg, I'm glad you almost spit your coffee out. I wonder how many times this program has caused someone to have to change their shirt or wipe off the table. Or maybe even leaving room furniture is all just destroyed. Because I said something on here that made them spit coffee across the room. Sometimes I do it on purpose. Okay. Trump supporters. Trump, 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 Trump. Right, A couple of things here. The Supreme Court is still working on the case to see if... Uh, Colorado, among uh, was it Maine and other states, that got uh, taken him off the ballot because of the January 6th, what they're calling the insurrection. He engaged in insurrection. That's why they're taking him off the ballot. I still say, but no one has officially charged him with it that I'm aware of, and he hasn't had his day in court where he gets to face his accusers. And until they do that, then they don't have a case. They shouldn't be able to take him off the ballot. Here's the latest Wednesday, a judge in Crook County issued an order stating that the State Board of Elections shall remove Donald J. Trump from the ballot for the general elections. Now, Illinois is in it. Yeah. Um, let's see, uh, General or primary election on 19, 2024, 20, or cause any votes to be cast for him uh, to be suppressed. Oh, wow. Wait, let me read that again. This is the judge's order. The uh, Board of Elections shall remove Donald J. Trump from the ballot for the general primary election on March 19, 2024, or cause any votes cast for him to be suppressed. Wow. Okay. Okay uh okay it continues to go into the story a lot of which you and i already know so i don't need to continue to read the story because we already know all of what's going on here we're waiting what gets me though is even though the supreme court has fast-tracked this it's still probably going to be a while before they come to a decision on it and they need to hurry up and that's not the only case that trump is facing regarding elections in general not just about being on the ballot and so on, but okay. So the Supreme Court's hearing a couple of cases about him right now. We'll see how all of this plays out. But yeah, I um, am waiting to see not only – I think it sets – putting Trump aside for a minute, a really dangerous precedent. Not just for elections, but the idea that someone – some people have it in their head, okay – that Trump committed insurrection on January 6th. If that's what you believe, then that's your belief. Okay, you believe that. But the problem is he has never been formally charged with it, has never been to court where he had to stand in front of a judge to be formally charged. There has never been a court case where he got to face his accusers. That's not happened and then found guilty by a jury of his peers. That has not happened. Therefore, he's not guilty of it until, well, it's not guilty because people think it's so. You have to prove it. In a court of law, and Trump gets to face his accusers in that court hearing. And again, it's a jury of Trump's peers that would decide this. That has not happened. So then what are we doing with uh, states trying to take him off the ballot for this? Now, remember, and I think it's the same case in Maine and Colorado, both those states are keeping Trump on the ballot. I don't know what Illinois is doing, but both those states are keeping Trump on the ballot until the Supreme Court makes a ruling because they assume the Supreme Court's going to disagree with them. They don't know yet, but we'll see what the Supreme Court does. As for Illinois, though, now this is not Illinois Supreme Court. This is a judge in Illinois doing this. And I'm wondering, I, it's got to be because someone decided to file a case in Illinois, and this is the way the judge has seen it. So, okay, um, a judge is not the end of it in Illinois. This now would have to go all the way up to the Illinois Supreme Court. Which is, it will go to it, I would think probably pretty quick. Then we just got to see what the Illinois Supreme Court does. Now, even if the Illinois Supreme Court agrees with the lower court ruling, then we got to wonder, but does the court do the same thing that Colorado's doing? That's our ruling, but he stays on the ballot until the Supreme Court rules, which means in every single case it goes all the way back to the Supreme Court. So we'll just have to wait and see. But it's another one of those, I know we're only into, well, we're, tomorrow is March. So we've got a while here, but still the clock is ticking. And you know how slow courts tend to move on things. So, all right, we'll see if they get this done in time. And I usually don't hold out a lot of hope for the way courts get things done, especially when courts have been politicized. I can just see them dragging your feet on this way up to the last minute. I don't know if that's going to be the case, but we'll see if it is. I really would like the Supreme Court. I know they have a lot going on, but this is pretty important here. So decide this, Supreme Court. Go ahead and make a decision here so we can move on with whatever we're going to do. Let's get this done, because a lot is at stake here for the country. So the Supreme Court needs to make a decision which the other states will go ahead and follow. I know that the the case here in Wyoming just Didn't go anywhere. It just died right away. Colorado, did I say? Wyoming. The case in Wyoming just died right away. There was one lawyer in Laramie, a retired lawyer, who kept trying to push the issue. I think he still is, but he's just not getting anywhere with it. All right, coming up on 730, local news coming away right after local news, update on the weather forecast. And then I have a little bit for you, but also our man in Cheyenne, Doug Randall with the legislative update. Dawn day with the weather forecast with a sneak preview even through the weekend. And a lot of busy weather. A lot's changing. So wake up Wyoming.
0: Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Make your voice heard at 888-97-WOODS. This is AM1030 K2 Radio. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah.
3: I'm just happy to be here. Still I know
1: the world's on fire. The situation's high. A lot of work and courage gonna be required, but... I'm just happy to be 736 here. the time It's Wake Up, Wyoming. I'm glad to say Googly Eyes Cortez finally made news again. It's been a while.
3: Googly.
1: Of course, for those who don't know, that would be Ocasio-Cortez. And there's always a big battle between whether that should be her opening song or this one. Marty Feldman eyes. If you don't know what who Marty Feldman was, you're too young to be listening to this show.
4: Her hair is holler black.
10: Her lips steal eyes. Right. Her hands take no flash
1: And I know I should probably find some songs about the big horse teeth, too, but all right. So she felt the need to get out in front of the House of Representatives, uh, talk to reporters with a bunch of other members of the Democrat Party, and tried to defend Hunter Biden. Well, okay, take your best shot, googly eyes. I mean, fine.
6: Uh, the ranking member stated it completely. Uh, what we just witnessed over the last hour was, I think, a deep sea fishing expedition because the Republican case has completely fallen apart over the last several weeks. Um, after it's been exposed that that the critical, you know, one of the their most uh, key pieces of information was based on a source that was in communication with Russian intelligence. They are now trying to scramble to find anything um, to substantiate their fairy tale is what we should call this. Um, but I think more disturbingly, what we are seeing is is just a complete uh, and, and inappropriate expedition into uh, the president's son and for matters and subjects that are completely unrelated to an impeachment investigation. And I think it is extremely disturbing to see the lack of professionalism, the lack of grounding and the abuse of public resources and abuse of of public power in order to pursue something that truly uh, whose point at this juncture is very unclear.
1: Okay, so I, I think it's really interesting all the Democrats behind her. Are nodding their heads. So, oh, yeah, absolutely true. And yet, as typical, she didn't actually bring any substance with what she just said right there. That's oh, okay. That's um, typical of googly eyes, but you know, she took her best shot.
6: She's what?
9: No, I'm
11: not.
9: She's the ex girlfriend. That's a sexist term. the crazy Can you guys stop singing for just a second? She's so broken inside. The situation's a lot more nuanced than that.
0: C-R-A-C-Y. C-R-A-C-Y. Admit it. You were hoping somebody would say that. If it's happening in Wyoming, it's on Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods from K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-Woods.
1: 7.45 is the time. It's Wake Up, Wyoming. Off we go to talk to Don Day from Day Weather. So, Don, when I step outside this morning and think to myself, what a nice day. I'm only thinking that because of the two previous days.
9: Yeah, we're going to be a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to have to deal with the wind, I'm afraid. There's really not a day coming where we're not going to be able to, you know, ha- avoid the wind. But we are going to see temperatures rebounding after that couple of days where it got real cold. We're going to get mild Pacific air coming back into the area again, but it's going to stay a, a busy pattern today and tomorrow. Not a lot's going to happen on the plains other than the wind, but we're going to see as early as tonight and tomorrow, significant snow heading into Yellowstone, Jackson, Star Valley, Evanston will be getting into some snow it, and there's going to be a really big contrast between Western Wyoming. And the eastern side of the state, the west is going to be in snow and wind for several days, while the central and eastern part of the state will be windy and really not looking at any snow showers till Sunday or Monday.
1: It's interesting because there is, and you'll find this on your own Cowboy State Daily, there's a picture. There's If you head from Du Bois over to Jackson, as you cross over the pass, there's a place where there's a stop sign. And that stop sign is on a highway camera. And people like to see when does that stop sign disappear in all the snow. So far, the concern is, well, it's got a long way to go. But I'm looking at this weekend's weather thinking it might catch up.
9: Well, it might. And we are hitting the big months that uh, you tend to get the bigger snows in the mountains, March, April into early May. So there's still time. Okay. But, But also that sign I've noticed in the years past that that sometimes they plow the snow and it piles up there from plowing sometimes so i don't know exactly if it's just straight snow on the level or what's going on but it's fun and i don't know how tall that that stop sign is that looks pretty darn tall
1: yeah Yeah. it could be okay well we'll keep an eye on the stop sign though in the meantime it's just squirrely weather for the next few days
9: it's 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 going into March. So, yeah, so expect there you go. expect the squirliness to be abounding.
1: The squirreliness, I'll keep that in mind. All right, thank you, Don. Okay, see that's actually a term we're allowed to use when we're speaking in meteorological terms. Squirreliness. Off we go to the icebox where Frank Gambino's waiting by. So speaking of that, Frank, I took some pictures here. This is really interesting. There's a uh very attractive young lady here in Wyoming. And she took a video of herself, decided to go out into her backyard, sit out there on her deck, and go ahead and pour herself a nice glass of wine.
8: Oh, and that, and, and then the wine was kind of going out of the bottle with yes. the
1: wind? it never makes it to the glass. And the first thing I <laughs> thought
8: of is that yeah. who put a big fan over there just for this
1: video? Uh, yeah, that's right, yeah. But no, that and was the, like...
8: What, what I'm saying is that this is another thing that's made for... The internet, and I don't think that's re- reality at all.
1: Well, I don't know because when we got into like Sunday's wind, well, that would yeah, that would have been bad. But who would have been out there? Because yes. the, the, you know what, you know what you notice,
8: the tree hmm. behind her isn't falling over. <laughs> so, so how is yeah? So how is the the, the wine coming out of the bottle? You can barely. So you're calling
1: fake on this. Totally. Okay. I'm thinking, you know, if she wanted to go ahead and enjoy the wine outdoors, I don't know why she'd want to on a day like that. Now, there's a couple of different other ways to do this. You can open up a box of wine that has the pour spout. Okay. Or you could drink directly from the bottle, but then your neighbors think you're a wino. That's Okay. You don't mind because your neighbors think they <laughs> come <laughs> join that the, me. Is <laughs> that the problem? Yeah. Or you could just drink your wine inside. Yeah, yeah, okay. But so I'm going to go back and watch the video now because I hadn't noticed. I was paying attention to what she was doing with the wine glass. But you think that because the the tree it, wasn't it, blowing, well,
8: it's it's blowing. Yes, but not as hard to make, you know. Yeah, did th- this wine go 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 the other direction? Okay, you right. know, I mean, I mean that's that's the way I look at it. Yes, I mean with, nowadays you don't really know anymore. Yeah. You know,
1: well, and I would assume that this, no matter what, would be a cheap bottle of wine. You wouldn't do that with an expensive bottle of wine. No,
8: absolutely. Now, not.
1: now we did have a view. This is a few years ago. Our friend down the hallway, Ian, uh, did a video where he was in the kitchen upstairs here okay. and said, "I'm going to show you." how you deal with the Wyoming wind. Here's good advice. And then he steps outside and continues talking and you can't understand a
8: thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's
1: that's part of it too, Yeah, yes. The words are just getting blown away into the wind here. So I guess there's different ways to tell how windy it is. I did go ahead and put up a story a little while ago. I think I told you about it, how to tell how windy it is based on where your garbage can is.
8: Yeah, that's that's another one yeah, too. I think there were a ton the other day all over the place down oh, were the block they? oh
1: man there is okay uh, do this next time where you are head on over to johnny jay's diner yeah look at down the alley behind it mm-hmm. those garbage cans have a base that they put in there yes you've seen that yes okay that's about the only thing that's going to save them
8: pretty much Alrighty, the high school basketball the 4A and 3A regional tournaments begin today. On the girls' side, the 4A East will be in Sheridan. Cheyenne Central will take on Thunder Basin at nine this morning. Campbell County and Cheyenne South at ten thirty. Cheyenne East and Natrona at three thirty, and Sheridan will take on Laramie at five thirty. In the 4A West at four thirty this afternoon. Kelly Walsh will be uh, playing Green River in Green River in the 3A East regional for the girls. Glen Rock at five and twelve on the year. They will take on Torrington at nine this morning on the board. Side in the 4A East Cheyenne Central at 20 and two will take on Campbell County at noon today. The Trona will take on Cheyenne East at 1-30. Cheyenne South, winless on the season, will meet Sheridan at 6:30, at and then at 8 o'clock, Laramie at 17 and three will take on um, Thunder Basin at 8 p.m. And the 4A West, Kelly Walsh at noon today they will meet Star Valley in the 3A East Regional for the boys. Glenrock at six and eleven will take on Rawlins at noon. Those the, the, th- the 3A and 4A regionals are double elimination tournaments. It is really time for March Madness, even though that actually starts tomorrow, but it actually starts today. The state 1A and 2A high school basketball tournament begins this morning in Casper at the Ford Center and at Casper College. In the 1A girls bracket, Burlington and Rock River will start things off at 9 this morning in that breakfast game. Defending champion Upton plays Riverside at 10.30 this morning. Southeast and Lusk at 4.30 and Cokeville at 21 and 1 will meet Hewlett at 6 p.m. And the 1A boys bracket, it will be Saratoga at 17 and four meeting southeast at noon. Cokeville at twenty and two takes on KC at one thirty this afternoon. Farson and Guernsey at seven thirty, and then Upton at twenty four and one will meet Matizzi at nine p.m. and two a. Those games will be played at Casper College today. Cameron Pine Bluffs at nine this morning. Tongue River and Rocky Mountain at ten thirty. Tongue River is twenty one and three. Lingle, uh, l- 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 excuse me. Lingle Fort Laramie at 20 and 5 will take on Wind River at 4.30 and Burns, the defending champion, will beat Wyoming Indian at uh, 6 p.m. and Wyoming Indian is 22 and 2. On the boys side, Tongue River and Big Piney at noon at the college. Tongue River is 20 and 4. Wyoming Indian at 21 and 6 beats Pine Bluffs at 1.30. Grable and Lusk at 7.30 and Wright at 22 and 5 will take on Kemmer at 9 p.m. at, at the college. In women's college basketball, Wyoming Cowgirls broke a four game losing streak with an 88-73 win over a really bad Santa a state team in California. UW put the game away in the first half. They shot a whopping 69% from the floor in the first 20 minutes. Des Barnes led the way with 21, as Allison Ferdig recorded a double-double with 13 points and 10 rebounds. Congros are 15-12 and overall, 10-6 and in Mount Rose play. They will host Fresno State and Laramie on Saturday.
1: I'm, I'm going to have to follow this social media. You will advise me not to, but I have no choice. I know. It's a page called Hot Dogs in Unusual Places.
8: I, I, I don't even want <laughs> to <laughs> know. I don't even want to know.
1: I don't. (laughs) It's not nothing bad, Frank. It's nothing bad. No, 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 no. no, no. Have a good day. Yeah, it's hysterical. I followed him. I just, not bad. It's not bad. It's just, (laughs) some of these pictures are just absolutely hysterical. I just, (laughs) okay, coming up on, oh, uh, 8.06. If all goes well, the governor is on the air. Let's wake up, Wyoming. It's the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. It's a Thursday. It's a leap day, by the way. This day only happens once every four years, so enjoy it while you can. An extra day of life. Hold off on the open phones, which we usually do at this time, because the legislative body is in session, and they don't have long to go. So Governor Mark Gordon has decided to give us an update from his point of view about what's going on there. Governor, do you ever feel like a high school principal when the legislators are in session?
11: the ref soccer, so I, uh, I, I I know how to do that a little bit. But thanks very much, Glenn. Good
1: to hear your voice. Well, I always kind of wonder if there's a couple of senators smoking in the boys' room while you're working in your office, but okay. <laughs> Let's take a look at some of what's going on. I think one of the big issues for the uh, state of Wyoming right now is all of the bills that were offered up to do something about property taxes in the state of Wyoming. A few of them, I thought, were pretty good ideas. Not much is less. The last I heard, there was only seven bills left.
11: Yeah, I think that's, that's right. And. You know, I think that House Bill 203 uh, died yesterday. I thought it was an interesting concept. I hope it goes to interim committee. I think there's some value there. I'm a little worried. That was uh, Representative Harshman's bill that would have, uh, you know, kind of cut property tax pretty dramatically and tried to raise a bit of sales tax. I've, I've been an advocate of a flat tax for years, um, uh, but uh, in any event, um, it, it died yesterday, but I do think we need to look at it a little more carefully.
1: Well, let's let's just make it a note here that it takes a leap year day for you and I to agree on something because <laughs> I have been watching that bill with great interest, and I thought it does have a lot of promise. I was just waiting to see what the devils are in the details. I did notice that you've already had a chance to line item veto a few things.
11: Well, I, what, what it was was some rules uh, from the Secretary of State's office and and while I have uh, for ever since being a treasurer, and actually before that, when I was working at Apache Oil Company, you, you know I' have continually fought against ESG the The things that I lined itemed out of the rule package that the secretary sent was a requirement that uh, a, a consumer would have to consent. To um, uh, basically an investment strategy, which could be fraudulent. So, how can you consent to fraud? That that sounds sort of strange. So, it did line item that out. And then the other thing is that it was, you know, he was uh, requiring that there be one asset allocation, and that be for maximum return. And you know, if you're in your 80s or 90s, or 70s, uh, you are on an annuity, you wouldn't have been able to do that. Uh, so, if, you know, for me, I think that's up to the consumer. I did like that he was wanting to out um, all the ESG the initiatives on investments, but it is up to the consumer. I think it's a matter of personal, um, you know, personal interest and personal uh, initiative to say, this is how I want
1: my money invested. Okay, let's take a look at the budget proposals from the House and Senate, because I got a chance to glance at some of your ideas and take a look at what the House and Senate is doing. Am I wrong? It looks like both uh, office or both the uh, houses there are offering up bills that are bigger than yours or budgets that are bigger than what you proposed.
11: Well, uh, yeah, um no, I think actually a little a little bit a little bit smaller. OK. Um, and but but there's about one point one billion in between. I think the really big difference, and I, I am completely surprised by this, uh, is is how anti-energy the Senate seems to be. Um, you know, and I know they, they took shots at the well, Senator Simons, for instance, took shots at all the 300 series of. various things i do and i know sherry doesn't like me very much but i i don't understand why you know the senate wants to throw uh throw energy under under the bus and you know all i can think of is when we were talking about one of our power plants closing and the utility told me don't worry don't worry the people that are going to work here they'll all have jobs probably won't be in wyoming but they'll all have jobs well, you, you think about that, Glenn, and there's the cafe, there's the bank, there's the hardware store, there's the movie theater, there's all the other things that depend on that energy industry. And what I've been really trying to do uh, all the way through all of this is to say, look at Wyoming, don't look at Texas, don't look at North Dakota, don't look at Louisiana, where all that activity is you know, going to go. It's even going to go to Colorado. Uh, you know, so for me, Wyoming's got to stay in the crosshairs for energy development. And we've always fought for that. So I, I'm completely confused why the Senate has said, you know, no to anything to further our energy industry
1: okay is it maybe a matter of approach to this because from where I said I take a look at a very free market approach. you know me I'm a little more of a libertarian kind of guy the more free market and the less government involvement the better we will be as far as energy in Wyoming
11: yeah Glenn I would I would agree with that but you know it takes a lot of money to be able to stand up something like an uh, a new power plant uh, and uh, they're going to go places where they can make that return on investment much quicker. Uh, and that's why they're going to places like North Dakota to revamp uh, the coal plant up there. Uh, and our plants are nearing, uh, you know, we've got dry fork, which is fairly new, and we've got uh, Laramie that is fairly new, but, you know, Dave, Dave Johnson's nearing the end of its life. Uh, you got Jim Bridger nearing the end of its life. Not and they've already decided they're going to try to slow down. We've been fighting against the regulations, which is why we've been able to extend Jim Bridger, been able to extend Wyodac, uh you, you know, all of these plants. But you, you think about the amount of money it's going to take and the amount of time it's going to take to rebuild these things. Um, and it, when we could refurbish them by pointing out that we've done a better job, uh, you know, I I agree with you 100%. I'd love to have a straight-up free market. But but if if the free market dictates it's better to do business in Texas, Wyoming's going to be left high and dry.
1: What about other forms of energy that have been proposed for Wyoming? We're still looking at things like uh, nuclear power or, for that matter, uranium mining. And then, oh, Lord, we found a whole bunch of rare earth minerals here.
11: Yeah, and, you know, there's there's a couple of interesting stories, Glenn, Um Uranium uh, mining, uh, we stood up uh, two mines well I was uh, in the treasurer's office. They're often running for a long, long time. I spent a lot of time talking with the Trump administration and Larry Kudlow saying, if you're going to put tariffs on everything, for heaven's sake, put it on your Russian uranium because it was killing our market. Now we finally got terra power coming into the state. That's made a big change. The price of yellow cake has gone up dramatically from a few uh, you know, tens of dollars to over a hundred dollars. Uh, so we're seeing a resurgence of that industry, uh, and that's 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 really important. And on the rare earths, I, I couldn't tell you, uh, <laughs> give you a better example than Fremont County. When I was a kid, you, you know, Atlantic City was up and running. Great Iron Mine had a railroad spur to it. People working, uh, the Atlantic City Mercantile was a going concern. You could have a great meal there. Jeffrey City, you know, was up. The Gas Hills were up. Shirley Basin was up. Uh, and um, what, what the Senate's done is to uh, take out some of the funding that might go to help a, a nickel mine. And nickel's one of those rare minerals that we really, really need. So, it, 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 you know, those are the things that I think the choices that are being made are really going to be dramatically difficult for people wanting jobs and careers and extending our economy.
1: All right. Uh, last one for you, because I know you've got, you got a lot of important things you got to run off and do. So let's take a look at balancing the budget this year, because it has to be balanced. That's part of our Wyoming Constitution. Thank God for that. Are they going to reach that mark, do you think, that we have a nice balance between what's coming in and what's coming out?
11: You know, that was where we started was a real concern that after all the money coming in from COVID, which are our taxpayer dollars that have been appropriated. So if they're not put to use here, and if you remember, Glenn, you and I talked about we need to make it so that the value lasts in Wyoming. It's not just cover this expense or that expense, uh, but those dollars would go somewhere else. But they're now, you know, drying up, going away. Wyoming's coming back to earth. We have to balance our budget, um, and and that is one reason why I have been as forceful of a, as I have about let's make sure Wyoming energy stays competitive in the marketplace because most of our taxes are paid by oil and gas and coal. And 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 all of those are are going to have a, a little bit of a tough time going forward. You look at lift costs, nothing to do with regulations. Just the cost to getting the ground it out of the ground is higher in Wyoming than it is in New Mexico and Texas. Um, and so, what we've hoped to do is to make sure that energy companies know we are committed to them that there's a future for them here that Wyoming is their partner and 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 that we have a better regulatory framework than anywhere else. Uh that's you know what I get concerned about is as those revenues start to shrink our ability to provide services uh that people have come you know used to um, are is is going to be diminished. We'll always balance the budget. Heck, I cut a third of the of the budget uh, a couple of years ago Uh, and you know people didn't like the fact that we closed rest areas but that was the stuff we had to do
1: all right governor thanks for coming on this one i really would love to have a conversation especially when we wrap it up to i know there's a lot of things you can't talk about uh for the constitution while they're making decisions but at the end of it all come on the program let's go ahead and do a wrap-up
11: would love to do that glenn thanks so much and and i hope everybody's going to have a great day up there and we uh We really appreciate the service you render for Wyoming.
1: I appreciate that. 817 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Glenn Woods. He talks to you,
0: not at you. Be part of the show at 888-97-Woods. This is Wake Up Wyoming on K2 Radio.
1: 822 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. So, okay, Governor was just on. Hope you heard it. If not, don't worry. This program becomes a podcast after I get off the air so you can always go back and listen to it again. Now it's open phones, Triple Eight 97 woods Woods, eight eighty eight ninety seven W O O D S. Of course Rose and Casper was listening. Morning Rose.
5: Good morning, Glenn. How are
1: you? Okay, good. So what'd you think?
5: Well, I don't I don't want to talk about what I thought on that, but 'cause I'd already started with something this morning.
1: <laughs> sure, okay. But
5: he was talking about two oh three, so I wanted to fill you in on a little bit of the background information on that and give a couple shout outs. I, I do believe in giving credit where credit is due. I, you know, I've even given praise to uh, county commissioners from time to time when they're deserving, which uh, consequently will not be the case this Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So, as far as 203, there's Harshman, the bringer of the bill. Um, it was full of logic and principles, but there was a little grassroots group of conservatives in Natrona County. With its three founding members that were in support of this and a few consistently true conservative representatives who supported it all the way through. Uh, my neighboring representative to the east, Miss Tommy Strock, and to the northwest, John Bear Gillette, and in Casper Jeanette Ward. My personal favorite, though, was, uh, the man from Midwest, Mr. Bill Alman. He, uh, he kept his butt in the center and his mind in the middle, riding this thing and at a local level we had our only consistently conservative county commissioner mr dave north can you say that 10 times fast
1: mm-hmm. no i can't and i I'm, no. <laughs> I'm a radio personality and i'm not going to try it
5: <laughs> okay as far as our other uh conservative rep- representatives who did not support it it was egos and the questioning of the bill to death with what if mm-hmm. and I know one thing, Glenn. I'm sure it wasn't what if following the initial one that got us to the moon and back. Right. What if we could have had real property tax reform and then cut government spending? That should have been the focus.
1: Okay. So. Yeah, I was just surprised how fast this thing died. In fact, uh, it was watered down to the point that it didn't make sense anymore, and that's where Harshman reintroduced the original bill, and it just died. Now, as the governor just got done saying... There is an opportunity to revive this thing, although they don't have a whole lot of time left to do it. But somebody could bring it back up. I'd like to see it sail through the Senate and head to the House. And I would love to see enough public support because imagine the idea of for most people in Wyoming, on your house, you don't have a property tax. It's just such a simple idea, I think. Yeah,
12: it's
5: brilliant. It's actually brilliant. It was, you know... And, you know, I think it's crazy that they want to take it back to the interim because, yeah. you know, they want to take time and study it. You know, and mm. that's, that's the thing we're talking about is all these government studies. Why are we wasting time and money? Just,
1: yeah. You know, I, I also know. noticed that it is interesting. Today is a day that only happens, as you know, once every four years. It's a leap day. And on this day, you finally called up and said some nice things about government. There were some there's people you complimented. Now I don't expect that to happen, Rose, for another four years.
5: <laughs> Point well taken, Glenn. Okay.
1: All right. Thanks for calling. I appreciate it. Triple eight ninety seven words is the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Yeah, we're talking about that bill, I and mean, even the governor was. I was kind of surprised but and but pleased to see that even the governor liked the idea. So that was the bill that would have gotten rid of property taxes for most people in Wyoming. Those people who would not have been affected still get a good reduction in their property tax. So everybody's affected positively and we replace it with a uh, 2% sales tax. And a lot of that 2% sales tax is spread out across the tourist industry because they spend so much money here. So, uh, Blue Eyes in Douglas, have- And this is, I'd like to know, Blue Eyes, a little bit more. See, I had limited time with the governor, so I really can't dive into that. When he says that we're very – the the Wyoming House and Senate is very anti-energy, I'd like to know a little bit more. What does he mean by anti-energy? Because I look at things like uh, getting involved with carbon sequestration, things like that, as anti-energy. The fact that we have a law in Wyoming that says that the energy industry – has to get involved in carbon sequestration to me is anti-energy and also for you the consumer it just raises your utility rates so i would have liked to have had a little bit more time maybe next time i get a chance to talk with we'll have a little more time and i can delve into that with them i'm sorry i ask what i can but i also realize that the clock is ticking i'm also a firm believer in i get to shoot my mouth off four hours a day five days a week So when I do have someone on who oftentimes disagrees with me on things, I let them talk because I think it's fair to go ahead and just let them. Even if you're out there just screaming at the radio, at least you got to hear what they had to say, whether you liked it or not, directly from them, not my interpretation or somebody else's interpretation of it. But, yeah, I think one of the the things that I would do and the point I was trying to make to the governor is – If we really want to save the energy industry in Wyoming, we get rid of a lot of regulations that includes carbon sequestration. Just get rid of all of this stuff, all these mandates and regulations, and let them do business. Let them go. Let them do business. All right. Well, we'll see. We're not done with this yet. The uh, House and Senate are still in session for about another I guess week and a half here, they have mentioned special session. That bill that would have offered up a property tax or a sales tax instead of a property tax, as the governor said, they could still go ahead and resuscitate it. There's time left. We'll see what they end up with. I would really hate to think that we get through the legislative session and we don't get anything on property tax reform. Now, nobody wants to see that. Coming up on 830. Local news coming your way right after local news update on the weather forecast, and you and I get back into it. It is a nice, long segment of open phone. So, AAA 97 woods the phone number. 888 woods Wake Up Wyoming.
0: World ending catastrophes for years to come. It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Find content, chat live, and listen on demand on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. 8.36 36 the time, it's
1: Wake Up Wyoming. Okay, so lots been happening already this morning, and now's a chance for you guys to get in on this dangerous time for this program. It's open phones.
2: Morning. Wake Up Wyoming is about to enter daily open phones. This means that anyone will be allowed to call in and talk about anything. I mean, imagine if we actually allowed you on air to say anything you wanted. Scary, right? Well, we're just that brand of crazy. If you are offended by what other people think, then maybe you want to tune out right about now. Just saying. If you should choose to call, just remember, the more funny and interesting you are, the longer Glenn will keep you on the line. Obnoxious jerks will be hung up on. <coughs> Dave, <coughs> all right, strap in and let's do this thing.
1: <laughs> 888 woods phone number, 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Okay, so, Blue Eyes and Douglas, I gotta go see what you're talking about. She sends me a note, okay... New subject, why the hell are we reporting on our news about Wallet Hub? I know Wallet Hub's horrible. Uh, we know they're idiots. Now they're saying that Wyoming is not even a happy place to be. Yeah, and she's lived in Douglas for a good long time, so I think okay. But that's Wallet Hub for you. They just turn out garbage anyway. Here's a completely different subject for you too. So A little while ago, Wendy's restaurant, you might have heard about this. They were talking about raising their prices during prime times. Now, to be fair to Wendy's, a lot of restaurants that are not fast food restaurants do this. If you go to a Chinese buffet, they have their prices during the middle of the day, which there's not a whole lot of people there. But their lunch prices and their dinner prices are higher, much higher because that's where the rush is. During the off times is when they're trying to get people in so they offer lower prices. If I go, and there's a couple of Chinese buffets that there's one in Cheyenne that I really like a whole lot, that if I go there, well, I go during the off hours because I know they're gonna charge me less than if I went during prime time. So okay, Wendy's had this idea of charging more during their busy times. Breakfast and lunch and dinner. And if you went during an off time, then the price would be lower. People started to yell and scream and object, right? So Wendy's is trying to save it. And they must have hired a politician or maybe someone who helps a politician get elected to craft this garbage. Wendy's is saying they're not raising prices during surging times, but will simply offer discounts during slower times. <laughs> okay. They're not raising prices during slower times. They're, they're offering discounts during slower times. I t- okay. Uh, the story says here, we said these menu boards will give us more flexibility to change the display of featured items. Now, you know, for those who grew up when I did, a menu board was very difficult to change. Every time something changed on the menu, somebody had to go up there and change by hand all of the lettering. Now it's a computer screen. And corporate sends what's going to be displayed up there, right? So if a price changes, then they can just go ahead and type it in, and there it is, right? So this was misconstrued in some media reports, says Wendy's, as an intention to raise prices when demand is highest at our restaurants. They say we have no plans to do that and would not raise our prices when our customers are visiting most. This is what Wendy's is saying. Any features we may test in the future would be designed to benefit our customers and new restaurant crew members. Digital menu boards could allow us to change menu offerings at different times of day and offer discounts and value offers to customers, particularly during the slower times of the day. So it sounds to me like they're trying to pass this off as, no, we're not raising our prices during the busier times. We're lowering our prices during the quiet times. I don't know. I haven't been to Wendy's in a while. It's like not like I've never gone, but I'd have to see if that's exactly what they're doing. But here, quote: changing high, uh, charging higher prices when there is more demand is one of the basic tenets of economics, and it is the basic principle between well, happy hour, for example, or matinee movie prices. Okay, well, and for that matter, when in defense of Wendy's, when I go flying cross country. On a commercial airliner. I wait. I've told you this before. So Thanksgiving hits. I wait. I'm not going during Thanksgiving. Everybody's going during Thanksgiving. I wait. Thanksgiving is over. Now there's a week or so. There's a little bit of time until Christmas. The week after Thanksgiving is when I book airplane tickets. Cross country. And man, do I get serious discounts. I mean massive discounts. I flew from casper to denver to tampa and back round trip 377 dollars yeah because it was off season so if that's what they're doing then okay now i'm doing a little bit of topic hopping too and you can do the same thing 888-97 woods is the phone number that's eight 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 ninety seven woods you can talk about what i'm talking about change the subject fine by me here's a question for you that i thought was really interesting The cult of climate change continues to tell us that we're going to have stronger winds, stronger hurricanes, stronger thunderstorms, et cetera, et cetera, right, than ever before. The author of this article says, well, if that's the case, then why do you keep putting up more towers and more wind farms, which are just going to get blown away? This is Eric Worrell is his name. He says, "If storms are getting worse, how can fragile wind and solar towers the uh, wind towers but solar you know, how can they possibly survive the so-called superstorms of the future after a summer of flood and heat waves? And they talk about this as we're going to have weather on steroids. Well, okay, we have weather on steroids. That means your wind and solar is not going to survive it, huh? Greg is in Laramie. Hello, Greg.
7: Hi, Glenn. How are you doing today?
1: Um, I'm doing really good because the caffeine has kicked in double time.
7: (laughs) Well, sometimes it gets me and I get going. I've been listening over the last couple of days, and I just wanted to commend you for, I don't think some of the guests that call in think they're producing comedy, but I really got to laugh a lot about a son of a Okay. From from Chuck Gray calling in to talking about fraud and integrity, which I find mm. interesting, considering how he got elected. But I do, you know, I just have this feeling. I do want to call in about the, you know, the the, the your your callers were concerned. Um, I think her name was Ann up in Casper. Okay. And maybe that Micah down in Cheyenne worried about the new gravel pits going on. Right. And I wanted to clarify some of that. Okay. Uh, again, if you have a gravel pit, y- y- there's no silica exposure. What th- what they need to worry about is if you can see visible emissions uh-huh. um, of dust coming up, um, that indicates that they aren't using enough water to keep dust suppression down. Right. And most of the people that operate gravel pits don't have access to enough water. So um, – the employees are probably getting exposed above silica um, and also if it blows over to your neighborhood, you know, the regulators should do that. So, I, right. I, you know, I feel like I should call in on a public service. Uh, I do find Anne very cognizant. I also thought Mike is um, saying that Reagan and Trump were great even though we were old, but somehow Biden's not good. But yeah. I, I do agree with her that Biden has been the best Democratic president, and he's been the older one.
1: He's been the best (laughs) Democrat. Okay, you know something? Biden is so bad he made Carter look good. I mean, that's how bad Biden is. And Carter was horrible.
7: Well, Carter was. um, Yeah, Carter shouldn't have let. um, Anyway, we we, we won't go down to El Salvador (laughs) with Carter. (laughs) But uh, I'll just say this. When you actually listen to Biden, Biden knows his stuff, Uh and he's very articulate. Oh, no, I listen to
1: Biden, and you know something? I'm not sure which Biden you're listening to, but the guy that I'm listening to, I mean, honestly, he he needs to be brought home and cared for by his family, honestly. And let him eat all the ice cream he wants, okay, Greg? Okay, I got to run because I'm running out of time here with you, but I would love to continue
0: that conversation.
1: My back hurts from carrying the weight of being my mom's
0: most badass child. This show contains sarcasm that some listeners may find disturbing. A sense of humor is advised. Chat with Glenn live on the Wake Up Wyoming app. 8.49
1: is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to the icebox to talk to Frank Gambino at the end of this segment. I guess you're out of here. You're yeah, I'm going to play. be over at the Ford Center in, in a few minutes. Okay. And at the Ford Center, that's going to go on all weekend, right? Yeah,
8: for all day today, all day tomorrow, all day Saturday. Wow. 1A and 2A State Basketball. Okay. And
1: how – okay, do they do – I know it's a big area. One game at a time?
8: One game at a time. Okay. And then they,
1: And then the
8: – so today the 1A games are at the Ford Center and the 2A games are at Casper College.
1: Okay. And they
8: will flip-flop yeah. tomorrow.
1: Right. But it's wrestling – that they do like a dozen matches. Yeah, at yeah. Once. This this is one game at a time. Yeah, one game at a time over there. In, okay. in one building at a time. Yeah. So uh, you go over to. Why do they switch them between days? Well, so
8: they can get a different gym. You know, so okay. the, the the event, the, the Ford Center is you know a much bigger arena, and Casper College is a, is, a, is a smaller one. She, so, you know, you got to
1: give everyone okay. a chance
8: here to just to. to Does just play
1: either it? one have better snacks for the Gambino? They're both the same actually. Okay. Oh so know, n- n- not 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 the same stuff. Right.
8: But the quality is quality is the, the, the same. same. Yes. Okay. So oh.
1: you'll be having lots of stuff with cheese on it this afternoon.
8: Oh, I'm, 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 I'll be there all day. you okay. know, Okay. Re- My breakfast, lunch, and dinner.
1: They have a little green room for you. I suppose they,
8: they, they do, and they're like, yeah. "Yeah, Frank, stop bringing your dates. You know, go like, oh, really? there you're just be by yourself." Okay. Uh, yeah. okay.
1: Well, what everybody just started, suddenly started screaming at the radio is they know you're not bringing anyone. Oh no, that's your true. cat, maybe.
8: no, no. no. No, no, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll go stag. Thank you.
1: You'll go stag, yeah. But no, your cat would be allowed in. I just don't think your cat would be. No, I'm lucky to be allowed in. Do you bring a kitty bag at the end of all this Well, no, you know,
8: I I haven't taken leftovers in many, many, many years. Okay. All righty, the state high school basketball, the 1A and 2A tournament does start this morning in Casper. The 1A games are at the Ford Center, and just in a few minutes, the first girls' game will be underway. Burlington will take on Rock River. Defending champion Upton will meet to Riverside at 10.30, and at 4.30, it'll be southeast from Yoder taking on Little Snake River at 4.30. And then Cokeville at 21-1, they will play at 6 o'clock against Huliff. in the 1A boys' bracket also at the Ford Center— Saratoga at seventeen and four will take on Southeast at noon. Cokeville at twenty and two meets KC at one thirty. Farson Eden that um, will take on Guernsey Sunrise at seven thirty, and Upton at twenty four and one will take on Matisse at nine p.m. tonight. The two way games are over at Casper College. That first game will start here in a few minutes. Cameron Pine Bluffs at nine a.m. Tongue River at twenty one and three will take on Rocky Mountain at ten thirty. For this is for the girls. Uh, Lingo Fort Laramie will meet Wind River at four thirty, and Burns at eleven fifteen. They are the defending champions will meet Wyoming Indian and the Chiefs, Lady Chiefs are 22-2. and two. On the boys' side, in 2A, those games over at Casper College as well, Tongue River at twenty and four will be Big Piney at noon. Uh, Wyoming Indian at twenty one and six takes on defending champion Pine Bluffs at 1.30. Grable at twelve and thirteen will take on Lusk, who comes in at eighteen and seven. It'll be at seven thirty. And Wright at twenty two and five meets Kemmerer at nine p.m. The semifinals will be tomorrow, and the championship uh, games will be on Saturday at the Ford Center. The three A and four A regional basketball tournaments also start this morning. Uh, the four A East was in uh, will be in Sheridan right in a few minutes here. Cheyenne Central will take on Thunder. Basin on the girls' side, followed by South and Campbell County at 10.30. Cheyenne East at 21 and 2 will take on the Trona at 3.30, and Sheridan will take on Laramie at uh, 5.30 at, uh, in, in that regional in Sheridan. Now on the boys' side of that 4A East regional, Cheyenne Central at 20 and 2 meets Campbell County at noon at 30. It's East in the Trona. Sheridan will play South at 6.30 tonight, and Laramie at 17 and 3 will meet Thunder Basin at 8 p.m. 4A West Regional is in Green River. The Kelly Walsh will take on Green River at 4.30 for the girls, and then the Kelly Walls boys will meet Star Valley at noon. The 3A East Regional is in Rollins. The Glenrock girls will meet Torrington here in, starting in a few minutes, and the, the, the Glenrock boys will take on Rollins at noon. In women's college basketball, the Wyman Cowgirls broke a four-game losing streak with an 88-73 win over a bad San Jose State team last night in California. UW put that game away in the first half, shooting a whopping 69% from the floor. The Cowgirls are 15-12 and overall, 10-6 and in Mountain West play, and they will host Fresno State on Saturday afternoon
1: so if you have a kid in Wyoming in sports, she's not home this weekend. Uh, pretty much, you know, yeah. the
8: wrestlers were last week, and that was a big group. Right. So now our
1: next big group comes in, and okay. then we'll have
8: one more after that next week too. So and then,
1: and then Frank gets to take a weekend off. Oh,
8: probably well, I'm, yeah. I'm going to take a, a couple of days. Oh, okay.
1: All right, thank you, Frank. Drive careful over there. Coming up on some local business we have. To take care. We've got Rollins news time after that national local update on the weather forecast, and we are in open phone, so you can change the subject all you want. Triple eight ninety seven Woods, the phone number eight 888- eight ninety seven W O O D S Wake Up Wyoming.
9: No shock. Click now to learn more. Miami Dolphins general manager.
1: for the crossover audio there an ad decided to pop up when i was bringing something else up okay so we're into the nine o'clock hour today's show is sponsored by do-it-yourself pet taxidermy kid Eww. you'll never have to say goodbye to mr sprinkles again I'm making an alarm clock out of mine but uh, okay we are into the open phone segment of this program 888-97-woods the phone number Eight 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 Ninety Seven 97 a couple of things first off Before I get into the topic and answer a couple of people sending me messages off the app, I just—I almost forgot to say this. And I think I'll probably mention it tomorrow, too, just to thank everyone. So, as you know, I come out with the occasional book, which has been a dream of mine since I was a kid, to be a writer. So, the occasional book of fiction or nonfiction, right? And the latest one I came out with is Genericville, which is a book about it's it's actual true homeowners association horror stories the couple in the book the lead couple moved into one of these neighborhoods thinking that it was a safe place to be and then found out the reality of it okay and it's one of those stories that it's got two things going on at once it seems like a very very happy happy story But the more you get into it, the more disturbing it gets. And I mean really disturbing. And all of it's based on true stuff. So there's Generic Phil. My first novel, Essence, which is a ghost story based on a real event in Savannah, Georgia. And then, of course, my book, The Uncomplicated Life, which is a nonfiction book about just basically uncomplicating your life. And those books have been doing well. And I appreciate that. Now, I got a call yesterday. From in Casper, Wyoming, in downtown, there's Wind City Books. And I got a call from the owner, and she said, can you bring me some more books? And I said, sold out again? And she said, yeah. Well, this would be the fourth time. And I said, well, how many copies of what books would you like? And she said, all three books could you bring me six of each? And I thought for a second, you're doing that well? And she said, oh yeah. People come in all the time asking for any one of these books or several of them. So this is the fourth time that Wind City Books have sold out of all of those books, Essence, The Uncomplicated Life, and Genericville. So when I get off the air here, when I leave, one of the things I'm going to do is head over to Wind City Books and just drop by. Uh, She's been getting them directly through me, which is fine. But, wow. um, Thank you, folks. Now, there's other places. A lot of people just buy those books off of Amazon, which is fine. Just go in and type in, you know, uh, any one of those titles and my name and, you know, up they come you can get them. Another place in Wyoming you can get them is if you go to Chugwater, Wyoming, to the Tri-County Mercantile, there, there. But I wanted to thank everybody for stopping by and, and just just taking that, with it. the books are doing well all over, but it just to pick that one bookstore to have sold out four times within just recent months, I really can't thank you folks enough, and I get a lot of uh, email and also just messages off of social media from people about the fact that they're enjoying those books, so I, I really appreciate your doing that, okay, it is Open Phones so, well it is kind of just having a really enjoyable to hear from people who've read anything and come back and said they enjoyed that and they're going to go get the next one. So, hey, Jude. Wait a second, Judy. Hold on. That's the one that really sticks. Now you're on the air.
12: Okay. Um, I wanted to tell our senators a good job because uh, they cut $900 million from the budget. Okay. okay. So when Gordon's talking about uh, needing more money, he wants to give $150 million, $80 million, $200 million, total of $430 million to whatever? No. Uh, the wind and solar industry, yeah. carbon capture, okay, that kind of stuff. Um, even though we're exporting 80% of our energy, Wyoming customers are still getting stuck for the big rate hike. My electric bill almost doubled this last three months since walking mountain power got their hands on uh, the electric um i also wanted to talk about the carbon capture we know that's a boondoggle that ought to be cut out of the budget as well um there is on another subject on that uh, gravel pit there's a house bill 44 going through back to the house this next go around over uh, the excavation and some of the rules that go with it but um, that's kind of where I'm going with it. I think Gordon just uh, basically lied to you guys. Um, he wants that big budget so he can keep his green energy going, and I think we've had enough of the green energy. Uh, it's it's not producing what it's supposed to. It's not inter. It's, what do they call it? Intermediate, mm-hmm. to where they can't store it, and yet we're getting stuck for all the all the pricing on it. And, I, and frankly, I'm tired of it. As far as the House, we've got a mess over there. I counted no less than 21 Democrats pretending to be Republicans. And I'm ashamed to say that a bunch of them just really need to step off. They're Um, not going to do that. What we
1: need is citizens in those areas actually looking for real conservatives to not just run but to vote for.
12: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. And that's what we do all the time. You know, on Facebook and on Twitter and everywhere else. Don't be afraid to step up. We know the Casper Star is going to tear you apart. You know, we know the cowboy is going to tear you apart. But don't be afraid because, you know, unless you murdered somebody, that isn't going to keep me from voting for you if Mm -hmm. you're doing the right thing. Yeah,
1: okay. All right. Well, I'm glad you got a chance to blow off some steam at Gordon anyway because, I mean, I I, I thought that the... He's
12: ridiculous. Yeah, okay. He's ridiculous. It is. It's ridiculous, and I
1: want to. I want whatever drugs Greg's on. <laughs> well, now, okay. So for Greg here, um, <clears throat> Jimmy Carter, as you and I both know, because we were there, was just the yes. worst ever. Now, as a human being, I always thought oh, Jimmy Carter beautiful. was a good Christian man. He's a decent man, yes. but he should have never been president. He was horrible, yes. and the fact that he he was. Uh, When we had the Soviet Union at its peak and he was disarming us, we didn't just have inflation or even, for that matter, uh, we we had high inflation and uh, the economy was stagnant at the same time. Remember that? So they invented a new word called stagflation because of Jimmy Carter. And it just went on and on and on. Well, okay, Jimmy Carter was horrible. And people kept wondering who's going to be worse than him. Well, here's Joe Biden. And as Judy up in, I'm sorry, DJ, up in Gillette points out, Greg from Laramie declares Biden is the best. What about Afghanistan? Military pullout, border security, high gas and grocery prices. Then she calls him a dog face line pony soldier.
12: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a real nice guy. Uh, uh, Biden is. Oh, and one more thing on that. When Gordon said uh, we need to stay competitive, that's a buzzword. I heard that at least 11 times through these lobbyists, through the works, or through these sessions down in Cheyenne, that if we don't stay competitive, they'll go somewhere else. Good!
1: Yeah. Here's, now, how, here's how you stay competitive in so the energy. Well, I'll, I'll tell you yeah. exactly how you stay competitive in energy industry in Wyoming. First off, get rid of this carbon sequestration mandate because that greatly lowers prices and regulations right there. Look for any yep. other taxes and mandates that is hindering the industry from doing what it needs to be doing. Let the free market decide how we produce the energy, not government. That's right. Government should not pull be picking them. wind and pull solar them. or whatever else. The free market picks it.
12: Yes. Yeah, pull them subsidies and let's see how long wind and solar want to put up towers in Wyoming. Right. I think they're an abomination myself. They had some stupid article in one of the newspapers. Oh, well, bats are getting killed by these. And I'm going, I got a friend that works, uh, it, that rescues animals and stuff, you know, like what do you call it, fishing game kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And he goes out there and he cleans up hundreds of bats and birds wow. around these wind farms. And he gets like, I don't know, eight bucks a head. He really? Really good money.
1: And and yeah. here we are doing this, Judy, we should, I tell you what, we should, you and I should encourage the wind industry and then we'd go out there and make money until, until eventually we run out of birds and bats. I think we're going to screw ourselves out of yeah. work eventually, yeah. but if we can make yeah. a bunch yeah. of money doing this, then we can sell them for like food.
12: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what they'd have us eat. we got so many darn Democrats running places in this state right now that claim to be Republicans i'm ashamed of half of them in the house uh half of them i wouldn't even speak to because of the things that they got up there they destroyed those bills that would have done wyoming citizens wonderful mm-hmm. and i don't mean just the one bill i mean a lot of bills that would have been good for wyoming but uh like i said they're beholden to their donors and owners
1: okay all, all right. right uh real, wait real quick before you go um mitch mcconnell's down so he's not going yes. to be he's going to finish out his term but he's not going to stay as uh head of the Republican Party in the Senate. Now that does put Barrasso on the short list.
12: Yeah. Well, Cornyn's going to run too, I think. Yeah. Um I think his name was dropped in the hat this morning. I read uh Barrasso <laughs> can never sit in that seat. Yeah. He just no, it it's a definite no. Okay. And we still need somebody to run against him. Besides Reed Rasner, we need another one so that we can please a lot more people than just a few. But um, anyway, no, it's time time for a change. Brasso needs to go.
0: All
3: right. Thank you, Judy. Birds. Let's face it. They're annoying. They're everywhere filling the skyways and dropping their little droppings on our automobiles, on our homes, and causing billions of dollars of damage every single year, eating gardens right down to the nub, including the seeds. And of course, we've all seen Alfred Hitchcock's movie, The Birds. Yes, birds cost the American economy billions of dollars every year in damage, and billions of dollars to our economy by slowing down traffic at airports, and even bringing down planes by dangerously flying into the engines. So how do we rid the skyways of these pesky creatures? We've found a way. Windmills are the answer. Yes, environmentally friendly because they don't use pesticides. Massive churning windmill blades bring down birds by the hundreds every single day. And thanks to Barack Obama's incentives and subsidies, windmill farms are now popping up around the country. Last year alone, we killed over half a million of these pesky creatures. Maybe right in your own backyard. Yard, join us, won't you? Call your congressman. Ask for more windmills and more windmill subsidies so we can rid the skies of these pesky, costly, nuisance creatures we call
0: birds. Brought to you by the Coalition for Cleaner, Safer Sky. Now, Glenn Woods fits in your pocket with the Wake Up Wyoming Mobile app. This is AM 1030, k 2 Radio.
1: 924 is the time. It's Wake Up, Wyoming, and 88897. What's the phone number? That's 88897. W O O D S. Mandy is in Casper for those people in the Natrona County area. She says, I don't know if you already talked about it this morning, but there's a meeting tonight, 6 o'clock, Ag Resource Building outside the fairgrounds for folks who are concerned over this mine operation and the companies trying to start it. Uh, she's exchanged emails with Steve Harshman and Tom Walters, as well as some others about this. So if you want to go, that's 6 o'clock tonight. At the building outside of the fairgrounds There. So thanks for reminding us of that. All right, 888-97-WOODS is the phone number. Ladies and gentlemen, don't know if you're aware of this, but according to the cult of climate change, you're living in the apocalypse. So
4: put on your respirator and let's fix that generator. While we're out, we'll mend our fences, too. See, I'm not afraid of dying. Just got reasons for surviving. I want one
1: more day in the apocalypse with you. Okay, so first story I have. These things are just kind of fun. You might not have heard of the Drax Power Station. The Drax Power Station is basically in a rainforest. Drax Power Company which has received about 6 billion euros green subsidies, has kept burning wood for some time now. They're supposed to get away from that. It comes as the government decides whether to give these firms billions of dollars more in environmental subsidies funded by, well, energy bills from the taxpayers. Drax says its wood pellets are sustainable and legally harvested Drax Power Station, near North Yorkshire. Oh, okay, I thought I thought this was going to be out in the uh, jungle somewhere. North Yorkshire is a converted coal plant which burns wood pellets. In 2023, they produced about five percent of the UK's electricity. This site has become key part of the government's drive to meet climate targets. Its owner receives money from energy bills because the electricity produced from burning pellets is classified as renewable. Do you see what they did there? Because you can plant a tree, you cut down a tree, you plant a new tree. That's renewable. In fact, the power station emits about 12 million tons of carbon every year. Now, you and I know that CO2 is not a pollutant. It's good for the planet. But they're worried about that. And yet, the UK does not count that as emissions because it's a renewable source. Of all the 6.5 million tons of wood pellets burned by Drax each year, the wood produced overseas. Many comes from Drax's 17 pellet plants in the US and Canada. So we're supplying not coal to them, but wood. In 2022, they received the uh, company obtained uh, logging licenses in Canada and British Columbia and so on to go ahead and cut down trees to make wood pellets, which is again considered as renewable energy. Uh, And then they contain documents from the British uh, Ministry of Forest that show the company took them more than 40,000 tons of wood. For from what's called old growth in some of those areas. Old growth is one of the oldest growths in the area. That's why they call it old growth. But anyway, okay, so I had no idea they were doing that. That's brilliant. Another one I wanted to touch on is a man has pleaded guilty to an eagle-killing spree. Washington State, a man accused of helping to kill more than 3,000 birds, including eagles, on a Montana Indian reservation and selling their carcasses and feathers and things like that. Now, they prosecute him for that. But when wind turbines knock down a similar number of birds every single year, well, they're not prosecuted for anything, are they? Oh, we'll have to take a look at that more on Friday. Hang on, we got some news coming up. I ate a John in Granite Canyon. I heat with wood pellets made from sawdust. See? You're into sustainable energy, there. That's renewable, John. That's renewable energy. Let's wake up, Wyoming. <laughs> Local
0: mobile across Wyoming and beyond with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Time's 936. It's
1: Wake Up Wyoming. All right, so I just want to finish that story and I might touch it on again tomorrow because I think this is a really interesting story. But you can interrupt me, 888 woods A Washington state man accused of helping to kill more than 3,000 birds, including eagles, on a Montana Indian reservation, then illegally selling their carcasses and feathers, intends to plead guilty to illegal wildlife trafficking and other criminal charges, including... Well, I mean, he's not supposed to be killing any of these birds, but are some of these birds are also endangered. Federal prosecutor says... He and others killed about, all total, probably about 3,600 birds during a year-long killing spree on the Flathead Indian Reservation and other places. Feathers and other parts of the eagles and other birds are highly prized among many uh, Native American tribes, the story says, and used for all sorts of ceremonies and so on. Uh, Branson Creek... Well, Washington well okay they'll plead guilty under an agreement with prosecutors to reduce charges including conspiracy wildlife trafficking two counts of unlawful trafficking of eagles according to a court document filed on Tuesday and the document did not detail how many birds he will admit to killing but they're estimating within about a year they killed about 3600 birds okay again this is where i had said yesterday, well, in fact even just in the last segment that I did. These birds are nothing compared to how much wind turbines kill in birds and bats every single year. So if we're going to go after these guys, this guy and the other one, then why not why not the rest? Now wh- why not the wind turbines? I I don't see why not. Remember Casper, Wyoming, The wind farm outside of Casper, was the first wind farm in the country to be cited for killing a golden eagle. And it was the Obama administration, shortly after that happened, realized this would put the wind industry out of business. So they gave wind farms a pass, a permit to kill so many birds every single year. Yeah, is that really the answer here? You kill a lot of birds and bats so we are going to give you a permit to do so, so you can continue existing? But these guys who went and killed a bunch of birds, oh, they're all in big trouble.
10: is home to hundreds of bird species. They hunt and play in the midst of 3,000 wind turbines. Those turbines can be deadly, especially to golden eagles.
3: It's got white in its tail, which means it's a sub-adult or a younger bird.
10: Thirty-five golden eagles were killed by the Altamont's turbines in 2013. That appears to be what happened to this young eagle. All of the turbines in this wind farm, about 300 in total, have been turned off in preparation for repowering. They'll be replaced by just 10 turbines. Scientists believe fewer turbines and better placement are key to protecting wildlife. He can no longer fly, but 14-year-old Solomon is one of the lucky ones.
6: His left wing was
4: clipped off at the wrist by one of the windmills. Solomon survived a hit at the U.S. wind power industry's deadliest location, California's Altamont Pass, where as many as 70 golden eagles are killed yearly. Clusters of turbines as tall as 30-story buildings with spinning rotors the size of jetliners pose problems for eagles.
8: Dozens of birdwatchers who had traveled to the northern Scottish island of Harris to see a rare bird and they witnessed it fly into a wind turbine and die late Wednesday afternoon. The white-throated needletail, the world's fastest flying bird, was first spotted by two Northumberland birdwatchers on Monday. By Wednesday... Almost 40 twitches have turned out to watch the bird. Amateur and expert ornithologists alike relish the sight. The bird flew directly into one of the blades of a nearby wind turbine. It is believed to have died instantly. There have been only eight recorded sightings of the white-throated needletail in the UK in nearly 170
10: years. Tamont Pass near Livermore it may seem desolate, but it's home to a large population of raptors or birds of prey. Here, nature's power has been harnessed.
3: The predominant wind resource here in the Altamont is from the west, and that's why all these turbines are set up here at the end of some of these ridges.
10: In the early 1980s, when a slew of private companies built the Altamont's wind farms, they were viewed as an exciting alternative to nuclear power. I think at one
3: point there were nearly 8,000 windmills here.
10: It's been a costly oversight. As many as thirteen hundred birds of prey die each year in collisions with the Altamont's fifty-four hundred turbines. Also hard hit are burrowing owls. Each year, the turbines at Altamont kill one.
1: Okay, see how this is going. You get the idea. Okay, one minor, and this is just a really simple minor thing. It's not a big deal, but somebody pointed this out to me, and I thought, correct, absolutely correct. There is only one person in there who called these things correctly: a wind turbine. Not a turban. Now, that's a subtle difference in the word, right? I'm being picky, I know. A turban is a headdress you wear on your head. That's what a turban is. Uh, if you go to India, you will see people wearing a turban on their head. Uh, a turbine is a type of an engine, like a wind turbine, or there's a, a jet turbine for um airplanes for example so that's a turbine so these are wind turbines not wind turbines although it would be funny to see a bunch of tall poles with turbines on the top rather than turbines i think that would be a lot more amusing and certainly kill a whole lot fewer birds
0: do you mind if we ask you a quick question sure go ahead what you got we're doing a survey and we're asking people what would you do if somebody broke into your house with the intentions to rob and harm your family Oh, I call 811. 811, you mean 911? No, 811, because I'm going to need to know where to dig a hole. So many opinions, we had to build the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app to hold them all. Free download from AM 1030, K2 Radio.
1: 48 of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to the Ford Center where Frank Gambino is waiting by. How's the look over there, Frank?
11: You know what?
8: Um, this is the first game. That it starts at 9 in the morning between the Burlington girls and the Rock River girls. I will bet you that none of these girls have played a basketball game starting at 9 in the morning all year. Oh and maybe Lord. not even their lives. Okay. So you never really know yeah, what happens with these nine a.m. games. You yeah. know, like are we awake or are we asleep? Uh-huh. Same thing with the games that have started nine p.m. I mean, these teams have been here all day. Is, and, is and, okay. the, and then they finally play at nine o'clock. Like, okay. Is anybody
1: know? out there uh, yawning?
8: No, I have not seen anybody yawn. Okay, so, that, now, okay. Burlington's quite a hike from here. So, I mean, yeah. if those, those fans, they better be watching this. You know, in Rock River, it's between, you know, Medicine Bowl and Laramie. So, that's still a hike, too. I mean, so, uh, yeah, yes, but, they are
1: watching and they're not sleeping. Okay, because I'm wondering, I mean, that, if you're going to take such a long drive to get here and do this, you probably want to nap on the road. If you well,
8: can't. Unless you're driving.
1: No, well, the driver can't, but what about all the players?
8: Yeah, oh yeah, they, yeah, they can go they, ahead and they, they got here yesterday, yeah. Yeah, exactly. okay.
1: So they had plenty of time to get some sleep here. Then I got to wonder, do they do coffee? Probably at that age, energy drinks. There's probably lots of energy drinks going, right? Oh, too much. Too okay, much. so you might get an interesting game by it, Because I know, you know, there's those basketball hoops in Miss Mary's office. And when I get here first thing in the morning, there's absolutely no way. But after I've been here oh. for a while, I can make some hoops.
8: Yeah, you got to warm up, you know, and, yeah. and and get your senses with you. Drink some of that high dollar coffee you
1: made. Yeah, okay, yeah, all right. Which it sounds to me like the caffeine has finally hit you, so you'll do okay.
8: I think so. Yeah. Yeah, you've and been I, here I, for I, a while.
1: I, yeah, okay, i yeah, okay. good. So is Pop. What do the coaches look like? Are the coaches looking like they're going to pass out?
8: Yeah, they're 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 with it, you know. Uh, they've it? Been yelling, mm. so, they're yelling, so their vocal cords are in good shape. Okay,
1: because they got to scream at the kids yeah yeah and and, and the referees <laughs> I am sure, okay, well, I guess we're gonna get you'll be able to go ahead and see if there's a difference between the people who play first thing in the morning and the people who play later.
8: Yes, I will, and i'm I'm guessing that the people by nine o'clock they're ready for basketball, <laughs> they've been waiting right. all day. they'll be long. Right.
1: Well, what's nice is if you get your game over early, then you get to enjoy the rest of the day. Yeah, yeah, as opposed to someone has their game in the middle of the day, that just kind of screws everything up.
8: Yeah, you can't spend all day at the mall. You certainly can't. Well, we have a 4A East Regional High School basketball starting this morning. And that 4A East Regional is in Sheridan, Cheyenne Central, taking on Thunder Basin right now. Cheyenne South will play Campbell County at 1030. Cheyenne East at twenty-one and two plays the Trona at three thirty, and then Sheridan will play Laramie at five thirty on the girls side. Then on the boys' side at noon, Cheyenne Central at twenty and two on the year beats Campbell County at noon. East and the Trona at 1.30, uh, South and Sheridan at 630, and Laramie at 17 and 3 will play at 8 o'clock. And for a West Regional, Kelly Walsh will play Green River and Girls play at 430. And on the boys side, Kelly Walsh will play Star Valley at noon. In the 3A East regional for the girls, Glenrock playing right now against Torrington. And the Glenrock boys will play Rollins at, uh, at noon in that regional in Rollins. Now the State 1A and 2A basketball tournament underway as we speak. Here at the Ford Center, it's Burlington at 22 and 6 taking on Rock River, and Burlington is leading 41-19. Uh, the next game here will be Upton at 22 and 2 taking on Riverside, followed by Southeast and Little Snake River at 430, and then Coltsville at 21 and 1 will take on Hewitt. On the Boys side of 1A here at the Ford Center, Saratoga and Southeast at noon. Casey will take on Cokeville at one thirty, Cokeville is twenty and two on the year. Parson Eden and Guernsey Sunrise at seven thirty and Upton at twenty four and one will meet Matisse at nine PM. The two A games over Casper College for the girls starting right now are underway right now. Kemmerer and Pine Bluffs. Tongue River will play Rocky Mountain at ten thirty. Tongue River twenty one and three. Lingo Fort Laramie and the Wind River at four thirty, and then Burns, the defending champions, against Wyoming Indian at six p.m. Wyoming Indian at twenty two and two. And on the boy side, Tongue River twenty and four will play Big Piney at noon over at the college. Went to Wyoming Indian at twenty one and six at one thirty versus Pine Bluffs. Grable at 12 and 13 against Lusk 18 and 7 at 7 30 in the late game over at the college. We have Wright at 22 and 5 meeting Kemmer at 8 and 16. The semifinals of the same 1A and 2A tournament will be tomorrow and the finals will be on Saturday here at the Ford Center and that's in sports.
1: So uh, I would expect tomorrow to get a full report on the snacked situation.
8: Well, I've already started. I had yeah. a uh, muffin. Okay. Chocolate chip muffin, yeah, and then they'll have lunch later on today, the and then they'll mm. have dinner today. So I'll, I'll, I, I've got that covered. I mean, uh, okay, I'm a professional hospitality sure. room participant.
1: Uh, the rest of the morning crew here at Town Square Media would not be opposed to you stealing some of that and bringing it in for oh. us tomorrow.
4: Oh, okay, yeah, muffin or two. Why don't you- Just just,
8: let me let me let me see what I can do about that. You know, no guarantees. Okay, next time you go to
1: an event like this, I'm gonna bring a plastic bag so you can just go in there and load (laughs) up for us. (laughs) Thank you, Frank. Have a good time. So coming up on some local business. Well you take advantage of what's there, you know. And then we got news time after that, national local update on the weather forecast. Tomorrow is Friday. So Please make sure tomorrow to get ready to get it all out of your system because there's going to be open phones all the way through. Let's wake up Wyoming.